0: Hi there, this is the PowerPoint tribe where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the spirit. Jesus, Thank you for the salvation of our souls. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your faithfulness of our lives. Thank you for preservation. Thank you for the eternal life you have given us the access to for this is eternal life. That they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Not many people have access to eternal life. They do not even know God. But here we are, learning at your feet, receiving your word, having a fellowship with you and with one another. Just because you came and you gave yourself to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you so much. It's not enough to know that God loves us. It's important to express our love for him as well. Lord, we love you. We love you for all you have been to us. We love you so much. We profess our love for you. We love you. Come and make our hearts your home. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as we go into your word this morning, we pray that every single one under the sound of my voice is blessed, edified, strengthened, encouraged, enlightened by the power of your spoken word in the name of Jesus. The words that I'll be speaking will go uncorrupted, unskewed, undefiled. Until it hits the mark in the hearts of the people in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Can we rejoice and celebrate Jesus? I believe we can do that better. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. Tell your neighbor God is good. All the time. Let's have our seats in God's presence. Welcome your neighbor to church. Your neighbor to your right. Your neighbor to your left. Give an honest compliment Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah, I give an honest compliment. Amen. Praise God. Ah, amen. My heart is is full of love (laughs) for God and His graciousness, His beauty, His wonder, His majesty expressed in such a vivid and obvious terms through Christ. How he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and has caused us to sit together with him in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. So whatever has a name, you are above it. COVID has a name, so you're above it. Whatever has a name, you are above it. Every name that is named. Not only in this world. So the names that would also come in the future. You're already above it before it shows up. Wow. And has made us to sit together with him in every places. Such height of honor and glory and power. he has blessed us with. Praise the name of the Lord. So we continue in the series of teachings we started about several weeks ago. <laughs> Amen. This is the ninth installment. Hopefully, maybe, maybe the end for the first season. Amen. Alright, because next month we're going to a new series by God's grace. Um, amen, amen. I, I sincerely just feel like loving up on Jesus this morning. He feels like that with me. But many times you're just so full of gratitude and love for him, you just want to say you love him because you are so sure he does love you in return. Amen. But we have to go into the words, so let me do what I'm here to do. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. How many of you like this? Looks good. Looks like it's about to fall. It's the style. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. God has been so gracious to us as a tribe and we give him glory for all the additions he is adding to us. Amen. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. By now you should also be able to quote this verse of scripture from your heart without having to check the Bible. That the communication of your faith, that is, your faith is designed to communicate. Your faith is not meant to stay hidden, silent, and shut up. It should communicate. So, when you see folks whose faith are not communicating, there is something wrong in their Christian experience. Your faith ought to communicate. And the reason why your faith should communicate is because there is something to be communicated, which is the goodness of God that is wrapped up in you. So there is something to be communicated. So the things the Lord has deposited in you were not put in you to be concealed, but to be revealed, to be revealed to the cosmos. Remember the three kinds of worlds we explained last week: oikomina, cosmos, and eons. Eons referring to dispensations of times and seasons, oikomina talking about lands and territories, and cosmos, talking about the social order. And so when the Bible says, Let your light so shine. Before all men, that they may see your good works, is referring to the cosmos. That is, let your light so shine to the people of the world. Let them see how to do things by just watching and observing your life. Praise God. So he says, let the communication of your faith, the way it is designed to function, is by the acknowledging of every single good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. And it is taking us about nine weeks to, you know, continue to deconstruct and unearth these dimensions of acknowledging and these portions of goodness that is wrapped up in us in Christ Jesus. And it's important that we go um, about our endeavor of teaching this word the way we have. Because sometimes we get skewed by listening to a portion or a strand of truth connected to a body or a framework of knowledge. And because we are only exposed to a strand, we never really get a full understanding of all that comprised in that particular subject matter. So I I can as well preach this entire sermon in 45 minutes and then move on to the next thing. But you may not have been established in my 45 minutes teaching. And so that's why we began to unearth these dimensions. We started by telling you about how that there are dimensions in Christ that are good things. And there are also dimensions in you. And the reality of your life is a function of what you emphasize, right? You have a cross and then you also have a Christ dimension and you need to emphasize uh the right reference point remember the first installment and so if you have not listened to that go back and listen that's how you get established in the truth of god's word you listen again and again and you get established in the truth of god's word and we went into optimizer talking about the person of the holy spirit his capacity to optimize every good thing that is in you in christ jesus how that peter before was a blasphemer was a betrayer was a denier how that Bible even talks about his name, Simeon means a reed, easily shaken driven, a maid got him to deny Jesus, imagine imagine that, but once he met the person of the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost optimized every good thing that was in him, in Christ Jesus only 50 days after Pentecost or rather after resurrection, the Sahandrian council, the highest governing body in Israel, they threatened him not to preach the gospel, but he looked them in the face and said sorry, I cannot but preach the things that I've seen, observed and heard from my Lord and Master, I don't care you lock me up. I don't care if you shut me up. I don't care if you even kill me. I cannot stop preaching this gospel. Such boldness, such transformation, such change because he had encountered the person of the Holy Spirit and how your life is dependent on your relationship with the Holy Spirit to optimize all the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus' name. Pastor Peace came to share some very powerful thoughts about how you need to change your ISP, how that it is your mind that creates a valve for the expression of God in your life and so when the valve is so tiny and there's no capacity to receive the volume of what God is transmitting to your world you would only be able to give in trickles what you can give in a gusher you understand that so you need to uh, change your ISP impossibility mindset small mindset and then poverty mindset amen and then we began to talk about hosting protocols which are skilled towards Christmas then we went into signature how that you choose every good thing in you by your mouth by your vocal authorization You see, if I only dwelt on one strand of truth, you would not have been equipped enough to know how to acknowledge. Because some people will just hear signature and think that's all they need to understand how to acknowledge. And all they'll begin to do is to confess and confess. And they won't add the other things that are essential to the production of this acknowledging that Paul describes in Philemon chapter 1 and verse 6. And so it is important that we see every understanding or every subject matter in scripture from a perspective of wholeness and balance not from a skewed perspective because some say "Oh, all you need is the Holy Spirit all you need is confession all you need is a holy life presenting your body but all these things come together to form a life that will effectively acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus the same way you don't bake cake with only salt You don't bake cake with only milk Each of them in isolation cannot produce a cake. It is the combination of all these things in measures required to give that end product of a cake that brings the beauty out of it. So your life will be more balanced when you learn to see scripture and see subject matters in the light of other supporting and corroborating verses of scripture that help you see the holistic picture of what it is you're trying to establish yourself in. Amen. And this is actually what causes denominational differences. Because someone gets a revelation of prosperity and they have not learned about contentment. And so they, they get on that tangent of prosperity and they begin to use God as an ATM machine. And begin to use God to con- to, to to sponsor their lustful desires. So you see people that are claiming it and grabbing it and they make confession a, an ATM queue. So you just confess it enough, confess it enough and then you get a, a return of possession and material blessings. And that's all they use their faith for. When they are bigger and weightier matters in the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so there is no holistic balance to their approach. And some say it's all about deliverance. It's all about deliverance. And some say no, 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 it's the word of faith. Only the word of faith that I teach. And some say no, it's only grace that you can hear me teach. No, the word of God is whole. All scripture. Is given by the inspiration of God and it is all profitable. All of them, they are profitable. So don't take a portion of scripture and begin to emphasize it until it becomes an extreme. Once it gets into that extreme space, it becomes erroneous, even though it is scripture. Once you begin to pull a strand of scripture to an extreme end, it becomes erroneous. And it becomes so heretical that it can contaminate the people and begin to cause disastrous effects in their lives. I sincerely have seen firsthand the power of wrong doctrine. tree. It's dangerous, deadly. And you just notice that this person, all he's saying is one thing. All he's emphasizing is one thing. And then he will drag you away from the entire council. Paul looked at the Ephesian elders and he said, I have not avoided to show unto you the whole council. The whole council. The whole council of God's word. But you are not thinking that, see, you, you cannot stay balanced straight by leaning on one side. You've got to be wholesome, balanced. Balance is very key. Praise God. And of course, things began to share with us. Of course, we talked about push buttons. Amen. Uh, we talked about ROI, how God expects returns on the investment that he has made in your life and she gave a very apt illustration about how that holiness is designed for function and advancement, not just for, you know... (laughs) There was a thought I forgot to share last week about how that we are... our freedoms are attached to our natures. So for example, you don't have the freedom of flight in your constitution because you're not a bird. You don't have the freedom of swimming Or whatever it is that fish would probably enjoy in their own constitution. Why? Because you're not a fish. So the freedoms you have are the freedoms that are consistent with your nature. So freedom of speech, freedom of association, freedom of expression. Because you're human and you're a social being. And so when you come into Christ, your nature essentially changes. And so your freedoms are essentially only tied to your nature. So every time you use your freedom in Christ Jesus as a latitude to sin, you never understood freedom in the first place. Your freedom is only attached to your nature. So don't use your freedom as a cushioning effect to help your body and your mind get comfortable with sin. You use your freedom to retreat, to retrieve the reins of your body. come back to order. Come back in line. Have you not noticed that those who teach license with the word of grace, they don't use the same logical approach to other kinds of teachings. Oh, that's what I mean. So when they're teaching you healing, they won't say you're only healed in heavenly places. You don't have to be healed in your body. They want you to be healed in your body so that it's proof that you were really healed when Christ died and, you know, was given the stripes on your behalf, right? So, um, they won't just tell you you are rich in heavenly places. They'll tell you right now you can take advantage Of all that God has done for you in Christ Jesus to become prosperous and successful right now in life. When it comes to grace, they tell you that listen, whatever you do does not matter as long as you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How come you're comfortable with converting the healing in the realm of the spirit into a tangible physical healing? You're you're, you're comfortable with converting prosperity in the realm of the spirit to physical prosperity, but you're not comfortable with converting righteousness to holiness. So they choose and pick how they want to apply scripture and the parameters through which they judge doctrine. And that tells you that they are handling the word of God, what? Deceitfully. Second Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, seeing that we have received this ministry, even as we have received mercy. It says, we faint not, we renounce every hidden thing of dishonesty, we cease to handle the word of God deceitfully. We commit ourselves to every man conscious by the manifestation of truth. That is, truth is not only designed to be taught and known. Truth must be manifested. You manifest truth. You do truth. You do godliness. You do righteousness. That's how you prove that you belong to a higher realm. That's how you prove it. So this is how you discern truth. When you hear someone that all is saying It's just mystical. It's just in that mysterious realm where you can't trap it and convert it. It's just esoteric. It's just theological. There is no conversion. That is a truth that is not applicable. And it it must be truth. It must be applicable. It must be doable. It must be applied. That's the active force of truth. Praise God forever. Earlier in the year, I had shared about how that God has great plans for us in the year 2021. And I made it very clear that the devil also has plans. Remember when I said that? That the devil has plans. He has schedules. The things he wants to push in January. The things he wants to push in February. The number of souls he's expecting in hell. The, 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 the attrition rates, The conversion rate. The, the capture rates, The penetration rates. He has all of those strategies mapped out. And he has strategies for human resource capital. To ensure that those things are done within the timelines he has scheduled them. So when we begin to see some challenges on Instagram. Those are some people that were sponsored and licensed by the kingdom of darkness. To ensure that the harvest that he has ordained and projected for himself. Coming in quick time. So that life be ruined before valet time. And folks to get themselves messed up and damaged. Guys, you have to be perceptive. You've got to be discerning. So, the fact that the word of God is coming to us in this season as the presentation of your body, it's a now word. It's a now word and you must not take it for granted. You're you on Instagram spending three hours looking at silhouettes. The devil is alive. Light must be bolder than darkness. The Bible says once be, light begins to shine, it says darkness loses its brain. It cannot comprehend it. The challenge is that light has been so scared. to shine. And this darkness is powerful. A tiny flicker of light is more powerful than the the, the curse of darkness. tiny flicker of a candle. Just bam. You will see it immediately. Why? Because light casts out darkness. Darkness still forever. Can never comprehend it. So you need to understand that the word of God to you this season. For you to present your body... It's a now word. It's a living word. It's a word you need to begin to apply immediately. Immediately. Praise God. When you look at a lot of believers. They're not presenting their bodies. They're not presenting their bodies. They're not living lives that are worthy of the call of God upon their lives. You wonder why. And I really have been meditating on that over the course of the week. And then leading to this teaching that I'll be sharing with you today. And the Lord began to show me the missing link again, the missing link. Remember, I shared last week about that missing link between people's realities in the realm of the spirit and the manifestation in, in life. It's the fact that they do not present their bodies. All they are doing is renewing their minds at the expense of the presentation of their body. And so when they don't do that, they're just renewing their minds, filling it with information. But God can still not use them. Because when God wants to use you, he won't just use your mind. He will use you. uh huh, Because you are spirit, soul, and body. You need to present everything as a leader, and he made it very clear to me that the reason is because the devil somehow or the other has entered into the curriculum of the teaching syllabus of the church. They have not entered. He just edited it away. Stop talking cross. Stop talking cross. Stop putting it in people's faces. So what does he do? He tries to make a caricature of the cross. He makes it as pendants. He makes it what Messi will do when he scores a goal. He just makes it, he just makes it a caricature of what it truly should represent. And then when you see cross, hear cross, you no longer have the reverence that you should have for the message of the cross because now it has just been bastardized to mean a pendant in your jewelry box. It's just one thing a footballer does when he scores a fantastic goal. It's just one of those things you see out there on a person's epitaph. Oh, well, you lived a good life. You see a cross there. Ah, the cross is more than that. Tell your neighbor, the cross is more than that. The cross is more than that. It's more than that. You know what it means to be cross, gracious. Hey, that's the missing link, guys. That's the missing link. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Amen. So, you can like to title this teaching, Crossfire. Amen. Right? Crossfire. Woo, praise God. Crossfire. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Jesus did a lot for us. He did too much for us to reduce what he did as license. Come on now. He did too much. He did too much. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Bible says from verse 17, it says, Christ did not call me to baptize. I want Joanu Oni Iribomi, they will do those ones. I of you know Joanu Oni Iribomi. John the Baptist, that's what I just said. Amen. John the Baptist, he was commissioned with the gospel of baptism. He says, but Christ didn't call me to baptize. He says, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words lest the cross of Christ be of no effect meaning that the power and the potency of the gospel the tool with which the gospel uses in transforming life is the cross but so he says the moment I begin to replace the cross with enticing words of human wisdom and intellectual high sounding philosophical jargons he says I begin to replace the power and the gospel high sounding words that have no power of transformation they can inform you a little bit more but they will never change your life and make you someone who used to be an addict to be addiction free they have no transformational power so he says i didn't come with the enticing words of wisdom lest the cross of christ be of none effect he says for the preaching of the cross to them who are perishing so one way you know a generation that is perishing is their lack of attention to the message of the cross he says the preaching of the cross to so them who are perishing. He said it is foolishness. He said but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For, but the Bible says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. He says where is the wise? Where is the smart? Where is the dispute of this world? Has the Lord not made foolish? the wisdom of this world how that by God or through God's wisdom he intended to communicate the gospel to the world through wisdom but the world through wisdom didn't know God so it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching <sighs> the foolishness of preaching to save those that will believe this is what the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek wisdom but we preach a Christ crucified to the Jews it's a stumbling block to the Greek, it is foolishness but we who are saved both Jews and Greeks, Bible says the cross of Christ, the preaching of that cross, is the power and the wisdom of God. Oh. The preaching of the cross is the power and the wisdom of God. Everything God wants to use you to reveal to the world is in, within those two categories power, wisdom. There is nothing else God wants to communicate to the world that is outside of those two categories. It's either He wants to show forth His power or He wants to show forth His wisdom. And Bible says the access points to this power and wisdom which will help you to be a better communicator of the faith of God in you which is by acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus is by paying attention to the message of the cross. The message of the cross is the access points to power and wisdom. He says this foolish preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ crucified it is the access points to power and wisdom. This is how and why the fathers have done the kind of exploits they did because they understood beyond any shadow of doubt that there is something about the cross of Jesus Christ. Charles G. Finney will preach about the cross. Oh boy, he preached so well in his community that bars and hotels and brothels shut down. Because men were acquainted with their cross. Men understood what it meant to live a life that is cross-worthy. They understood what it meant to be consciousness of the cross of Jesus Christ over your life. So hotels was, not lo- was no longer a good business in Charles G. Finney's locality. You couldn't sell beer anymore. Nobody had appetite for the things of the world because the cross was so well decentralized. Everybody had their cross they were carrying on their backs every single day. Not some pendant they put on their neck. The cross. The cross of Jesus Christ. He said it again in chapter 2 from verse 1. He says, when I came unto you, what did I come for? I didn't come to you with the excellency of speech or with human wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. I didn't come with the excellency of speech. No. It's that I chose not to know anything else amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What is this thing about the crucifixion that changes the perspective and the approach of Paul's message and how he presented the gospel? I didn't want to know anything else apart from Jesus Christ. And then crucified because he knew that that was the power and the wisdom of God. He knew. He knew. Let's go to verse 3. He said, and I was with you, weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of spirit and of power. You see spirit and power again. That means what he's saying here is that it was not in the enticing words of human wisdom, but it was in the preaching of the cross because that is the access point to what demonstration of spirit and of power and why did he do this why did he have this approach he says so that your faith will not be found in the wisdom of men but in the power of god i have nothing against motivational speakers and you may even think i do but i don't for well, god's word does much more than motivated because there are some enticing words of human wisdom and philosophies and stuff that you will hear you will hear you'll be excited but well, you will not be changed. We all we don't veil faces, beholding us in the glass, the glory of God. We are changed into the same image, we become exact replicas of the capacity of the Christ. That is, we are not just trying to look, we are not trying to be like we are Him on earth because we understand the transformative power in the cross. By the time we understand the cross, listen, people will be trying to understand how how can you be so powerful, how can you be so wise? It's the crosser. You understand the mystery. It's the cross. It's the access point to the demonstration of spirit and of power. Which is the faculties through which the good things in you manifest. So God wants to display the manifold wisdom of God through the church. But when the church loses its understanding of the cross, they become a very substandard expression of the wisdom and the power of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? the cross is the big deal. Paul understood this. He understood this. So he said in Galatians chapter 6 verse 14 he said guys I have no business making any boast. I have no business making any boast in anything save the cross of Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. It is via the instrumentality of the cross. You can be completely unplugged even though you are still in the world. That's how you can be unplugged from the influences of the world even though you are inside the world. That is why you can be in a system that is so corrupted and you will still be a shining light. That is the power of your light cannot be dominated by darkness no matter how deep. You understand. You understand something about the cross. That's why. You understand something about the cross. Those that don't understand something about the cross any small threat, they cower, they bow, they bend. Eventually, they will burn. That's what happens. You bend, cower, you, you are not sure. You are not presented in your body. Because, you see, listen, listen. This presentation of the body matter is serious. Your faith life will die a natural death if you have not learned to present your body. Because you will know what God is saying, you won't be able to do it. God will do it. My, I can't Stay hungry. Man must what? Man must shop. And so your love for preservation of your body will deny you access to presentation. Because you are so conscious of preserving, preserving. You are not capable of presenting. See, only those who have presented their bodies can walk by faith. Because the moment God says, do this, you you have done it already. You are not thinking how will they look at me, how will I survive, Whither shall I be clothed, how will I eat, what will I drink, and all those things. He said those things, life is much more than these things. He that finds his life will lose it. But he that has already lost it in presentation, he will find it. You must present. Listen, we want to do a holiness revival. And it starts with the message of the cross. Wherever you go, they will be trying to bring you down with all kinds of lustful desires and inordinate affections. What you see is a metal meta law to be. You know what that means? No matter how many there are, you are standing strong, no matter even if the entire world comes against your righteousness. The power of this world came to try me because they found nothing in me. Because I understand something. This is the testimony the world gives. Once they see a man that is cross-defined, there is nothing they can do. They will try to kill him. He will survive the lion's den. They will do policies against him. It will promote him. There is nothing they can do to a man that is cross defined. And when the Lord does not find cross in your life, fire will not follow. And only by fire can things spread. Oh boy. The message of the gospel will spread to the ends of the earth when God begins to find vessels that are presented in sanctification and holiness. So that when he says, God of Philippi, you are there. When he says, go to Samaria, you are there. You are not so preservation conscious. You have presented it already. So wherever he says if you should go, you go. See what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 6. He says, my life is poured out like a drink. How come? Paul was able to say things like that. He said, my life is now poured out like a drink because the time of my departure is near. He had spent his entire body for the things of the kingdom. He had spent it. He said, I have finished my course. I i fought the good fight, I've finished my race, I've kept the faith. And he says, now he's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge will present of me. And not just to me, but to everyone who also loves his appearing. So, by the presentation of the spending of his body for the things of the kingdom, he was gaining rewards and stature in the realm of the spirit. For many of us, preserve we preserve until we are so broke eternally broke eternally, you get to heaven, God shows you your place. Because it's never worth it to be called a mansion. Because there was nothing invested. You didn't present your bodies enough. Every time there was an instruction, you, you, you counted your bodily cost. How will I be clothed? How will I? How will I? How will I? And you shut down an instruction that came from God. Do you understand what it means for God to give you an instruction? The God of the universe, the creator of the ends of the earth, he tells you to do something you think is foolish enough not to preserve you in future, based on that instruction. Think you are wiser than him? That's your problem. You think you are wiser? You can you can preserve yourself better. I tell you the truth, and I lie not. If you will do the will of God by presenting your body, your future is the last thing you will have to worry about. He will preserve it. Or well, you cannot afford to be preservation conscious. Present it, sir. You will use, you will use it if you present it. Many of us have lost understanding of the cross. So when you are hearing cross, nothing comes to your mind. Penance, that's all. How's the Bible? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Paul said, I can see the For I am crucified. Christ. Nevertheless, I live. How does a dead man live? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ, that lives to me. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by the face of the Son of God. Who loves me and gives himself for me. Because I'm so cross-conscious. Every dimension of my body and its lustful desires are dead. Dead! Dead! But I still live. How am I living? There is a Christ that is living in me. This is why holiness is a possibility. Because there is a Christ that is living in you. You keep saying no man is perfect, but God didn't ask you to be a man. He asked you to be like Christ. We have not so learned Christ. So whenever you keep saying things like, hey, no man is perfect, who can be perfect in this world, you are referencing the wrong location. Be ye perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. He will make a demand of you if he has not supplied the resource. He's supplying you the nature of righteousness. He expects you to move in that capacity. Or you keep using your earthly excuses as a reason to stay earthbound. Soar into holiness. Soar into greater things. Soar into possibilities beyond your grade. So, so, guys, so present your body as a living sacrifice. Let your body know somebody is hosting God here. So we sang a song that some hyper-grace folks will hear and say, what do you mean? How can you say, uh, let my heart be a home for you? Has God not already invaded your heart? God has invaded your heart. He has made it his temple. But for God to feel at home, you must present your body. There's a difference between temple and home. Uh-huh. Home, you are comfortable at home. It's not just about God is there. Is God comfortable there? God cannot be comfortable there if you have not presented it. You consume all materials except the word. You consume all things except prayer and the spirit. You consume all kinds of things. And you come to church so tired, weak, and siphoned of spiritual capital. And you come to church and you receive a little dose of boost of turbocharged anointing. And then by Saturday it's dried. Because you've not had the capacity to generate momentum by yourself. One challenge on Instagram is enough to finish your spiritual life. Come on now, guys. You are better than this. Just one challenge. Not two, two, one. It will take you two years to recover. One one challenge. And there are some that have 77 challenges. The challenge is challenged by them. This guy, this guy know they bend. You know, even the check. What's he said? Yeah, the cross is here. Yeah. Cross conscious. Paul was so cross conscious because my life is about to pour out like a friend. He knew that he lived his life to please one man. God, that's the challenge of our generation. Nobody's putting the cross in our faces. Nobody's putting the cross there. Who wants to think about the man that died on the cross? With blood and water got out of his side, he, he didn't have any beauty that we should even look upon him. No, it's a gory sin we just like to keep in our backyard. Hey, that's the challenge. It's something we're not proud of. Imagine a Jesus getting crucified. And say, Let's talk about possibilities and high places in realms of glory. Let's talk about prosperity and all of those things so that, you know, we will be better, you know, socially correct. You say, the power of that place you are looking for is in these gory scenes. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Very important. And unto whom is the arm of the Lord? I shall grow up before him as a tender plant. He roots out of the dry ground. The Bible says he had no form nor comeliness. There is no, no beauty in him that we should even desire him. Hey. The Bible says he was despised, rejected of men, a man of many sorrows, acquainted with grief. The Bible says he was despised. Now, now, this is the part that that, that just gets me so touched. The Bible says in verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our graves and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem speaking, speaking of God and afflicted. Do you know what that means? Somebody is dying for you. You looked at him and said, eh, God knows what he did. God, God is punishing him for his sins and his atrocities. He's carrying your own griefs, carrying your own sorrows. Yet you looked at him with so much hypocritical high mindedness, thinking that he is the one that has been afflicted for his own sins, that God is smiting him for his own iniquity. Imagine someone does something in the house, messes the entire place up, and you are cleaning the mess after that person. And the person comes and says, How can you do this? nonsense. What, what, what's all this now? What will you do? Just come and carry your cross then. what's your problem? You think this cross is easy to carry? I'm bearing the cross of the whole world and you look at me and you think I'm bearing the consequences of my own sins. Not one time, in Christ put Not one time, for the cross of the universe on his back. He's dragging himself outside of the city because it cannot be healed inside. The cross of the universe, the burden of sin of the entire world was laid on his back. And we did a stilling speaking, smitten of God and afflicted. For surely he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with every stripe on his back, we are healed. Let's go to verse eight. Quickly, please. Verse seven. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted; yet he opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter and a sheep before her shearers is done. So he opened not his mouth. You think it was the nails, the nails, that kept him to the cross? It was his love for you. He kept him there. He kept him there. You cannot have this in your mind and carry that body and join it to the harlot. It's impossible. That's the challenge. The devil never wants you to be cross-conscious because the moment you are cross-conscious, forget it, the world is crucified to you and you to the world. That's what Paul said in Galatians 6.14. I cannot boast of anything else except Jesus Christ and him crucified because that is how I was crucified to the world and the world to me so we are no longer at power; We can no longer flow. The world and me are now divergent eternally because the cross is with me. So if the devil can edit the cross away from the curriculum and the teaching syllabus of the church, People will be hearing messages that are, not, that are nice. But their lives will not be changing. Because the cross is the power and the wisdom of God. message of the cross. And, and I think that's a very huge missing link. Because you can't understand the cross and not be a disciple. We have too many converts in church that are not disciples. Only 12 disciples. 30 years they just left them for 30 years. The whole world knew there was a certain Jesus that walked the face of the earth. Only 30 years. 30 years after Jesus raised from the dead, the whole world knew that a certain Jesus lived and walked the face of the earth. Without Instagram, without Twitter, without anything, only 12 disciples turning into 70, turning to 120. And boy, they turned the world right side up inside the conversation. Right there. You understand something? Cross me. The it is, this is how you come after me. I'm the beneficiary of everything I did, but you will never be able to come after me and do the things I was able to do until you deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. That's how you come after me. How can you do greater works than I did? So you put, daily, daily, denying yourself. So when the body said, eat, 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 you never know we're going on the fast. When the body said, no, sleep, sleep, you never know we we'll are praying some more. When the body said, no, don't go, you think you're going for that evangelism. You deny your flesh. That's how you grow in spirit and power. You don't understand the mission of the people. You know, because you, you die before, what do you want to do? Death. Death. And I did it. I died when? Maybe. I was never the days on the cross. No, he said, this do don't in the I am like to to he said, to going to to the truth of God. He said, you know right now, it's impossible for me to commit adultery. Take care of God. Better be careful. Hey, hey, hey. Better watch yourself. Watch yourself. Better take it, lest you fall. How can he like be saying you can never commit adultery? Ah, a car can never a car can never reverse on high speed it is impossible it is a practical impossibility you cannot reverse while you are on high speed going forward before you have the capacity to reverse you must first slow down you decelerate and after you slow down and you halt then you can begin to backslash People don't go from high speed to virtualize you. Something in between it. They decelerated, they stopped and they did He was so not on the high speed. He said it is impossible, sir. Right now, at this stage, it's impossible. I can't. That's what he said. This is true. So, if some things are possible, some things desire are possible, something happened to your speed. You decelerated. You came to a halt and then you began to backslide. Can't, you can't be on the high school of you can know, You can't you can you just do you have to go to church every Sunday? Why do you have to be a every Thursday? How do you have to come to the gathering of the believers? How you have to pray towards every day? Why do you have to study your word for what is wrong with you? Rather than enjoying your life, my life is found in Christ. And so Christ creates the boundaries of my expressions. My freedom is limited to my nature. Christ creates the boundary of my expression. You don't miss anything. All these mobile effect. You know what? What about this? miss up on anything. You are not missing because they're The monkey missing it. He can't miss it. He's not when he is out of water, then he can begin to miss water. Ha, <laughs> ha! So, whenever you get into realms of dirt and lust, that's when you miss righteousness. You are not missing unholiness and unrighteousness when you are in righteousness and holiness. You are not missing anything. So, your nature know, is tied to your freedom. You understand? Know, so, the, the real question is what's your accepted as your nature. you to pull Hey, come your body please a No more acceptable. It's the God's This is a reasonable service and then you're able to pull out the good, acceptable, and perfect. Dear That's how you preach the gospel. Hey, uh uh-huh. To so bridge the gap between the possibilities of your strength and the experiences of your life. What dimensions of the cross? What dimensions of the cross that makes it a scary weapon in the kingdom of darkness? What dimensions of the cross? Whew. Hallelujah. What dimensions of the cross? The <laughs> so <laughs> you The world you see, what all Only cross-divide will take responsibility for the decadence that is in the society, for the decadence that is in the industry, for the decadence that is in the government, only cross-divine will not be corrupted by corruption when they get into the business. Because they put a burden of sacrifice on themselves. Even when their child has to go to school and they are giving them a bribe of two million dollars, they will say no gladly. Because they know I've cross what oh, will a property like if I gain two million dollars and lose my soul in the end? What oh, will a man give in exchange for his soul? No! You can't sell me, you can't buy me, you can't do anything about me, I'm here to stay. Sorry, I can't be bothered. With you. No compromise can threaten like me. That's my identity. what do. Have you also noticed the second thing about crosses? It's like there's a posture. There is a posture about the cross. The posture of vulnerability. Vulnerable to God, vulnerable to man, They will spit on him, he can do nothing. They'll put a crown of thorns on his head, he says he's thirsty, they give him vinegar, they remove his clothes, they pat it and they begin to toss coins over his garments. And this same guy stays hands, He doesn't react. The fact that you react is proof you're not dead enough. If you react, it's proof you're not dead enough. You all watch normally, will not you. And when the guy dies, they carry his hand, he drops back. They slap him, he doesn't change, he doesn't react. Reaction is proof that you're not dead enough. You're not dead You're not dead enough. You die on crosses. Several times, God will give you opportunities to experience and ex- express your cross dimension. The woman who offend you in a way that nobody has ever offended you in your life, and God will demand forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the ways you partake of the sufferings of Christ. The of forgiveness is so low. It's so low. At least anybody who crosses Because once you offend them, you can't be forgiven. Sorry. What you did, and they never forget something. The things God has done for them in the past, they don't remember. But the things somebody does wrong for them, they will, they will remember for life. They'll remember what you wore the day, the kind of bone straight you wore that day. The, 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 the kind of. They'll remember everything. The kind of forgiveness is so low. They can't take Any small thing they are taking offense. This is their middle name. The just take it. They just take it. Even because they are sent, they take it. just take offense. Because they are sent, they already take pick their things. Come on, Some of you, some of them will not come to church because nobody calls them for two weeks and ah, oh so they were not around. Ah, oh my shield. Two weeks, you were not around. Nobody calls you. You were angry with the church. They didn't even like me in the church. They Oh boy. Guys, let's be I'm not looking for how to get. I'm looking for how to do. How to do. How to be a personal member of the body of Christ. People want me to say your own is too much. You say you have not even started. Ha ha ha! Your own is too much! I'm even very I've not started. What have you seen that I say own is too much? Do you know what he did for me? He died on the cross of Calvary. There is nothing I do in the flesh that is able to pay him back enough, and so I will never be out of this debt. I mean, Paul said to Romans Romans, he says, "Get one now." We are dead. The life of the man that is close The debtor, He has exalted the cross. He has exalted the sacrifice of Calvary much more than anything he could want to. Listen, convenience will be defined after this message because convenience is always about how we. Uh, How it profits you, how it's comfortable for you. What convenience for a man of the spirit is how well does God want this thing done? If it's God's will, it's convenient for me. If it's God's will for me to be here, if it's God's will for me to sponsor that child to school, if it's God's will for me to do that work, if it's God's will for me to sacrifice at the expense of myself for the benefit of others, I will do it and it will be convenient. Convenience will lose its meaning. Is it convenient? God is convenient. This is how you follow after me. Let this mind Be in you, which was also in Poor boy, and not to Be very good. Be very Be very good. Be Be very good. Be very good. Be of Be to in our world, it? Not just to any kind of death, death. but to the death of Christ. Way for God I highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess to the glory of the Father that Jesus is Lord, whether things in heaven, things on earth, or things underneath the earth. That's the capacity of what the cross can produce in your life. Several times Jesus went low. Let's start on verse 5. Seven times he went low. Let this man be, which was also in Christ Jesus, verse 6, who been in the form of God, but is not rubbed to be equal with God. God made himself of no reputation, number one, and took upon himself the form of a servant, number two, and was made in the likeness of a man, number three. And be found in person as the man, number four. He humbled himself, number five. Became obedient unto death, number six. Even the death of the cross, number seven. Number nine, praise God, verse nine. Wherefore God also exiled, him, number one. And give him a name that is above every name, number two. That is the name of Jesus. Come on now, Can you move, please, that in the name of Jesus every new of number three, of things in heaven number four, of things on earth number five, of things underneath the earth number six. Ah, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father number seven. That's the only way to glory the Lord. That's the only way to is. Every time he himself, it's called hypnosis himself. All his and privilege and his of God. He came to identify with the lonely man. How can you understand this and live a life that is not worthy of the cross of Christ? How can you? Mm-hmm. The sacrifice that you make compels you. This love constrains you. And the courage the to the Let's reverse. We have read verse. Yeah. verse. For the love of Christ constrained. Because we just judge that he won't die for all, but all. And that he died for all. That they which live will not henceforth live unto Jesus. But unto him he, is died for Rose again. So understanding the cross will ensure you no longer have a life ambition that is simply centred around yourself. They are not all about getting all you can, canning all you get, sitting on top of the can until everything in the can is rotting away. You are concerned about the people the Lord wants to save you to. So, the third thing is the fact that there is no glory without the cross. Jesus could have been given glory based on privileged position of the son. But God said, I'm sorry, you have to die, sir. And it goes up a normal death, the death on the cross. The most shameful death ever. In the world of Shameful. Only the worst of criminals. Die on that cross. He died there. The Son of God died there. You need to understand the magnitude of that. That one day of God in hell is more worth much more than all of eternity of all humanity in hell forever. One day of God in hell is twenty years there. The payment he made was an overpayment. Nothing can exhaust the down payment that Jesus made. Nothing. The fourth thing about cross is that it's all about love. The pathway to power and wisdom is 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 love. Those are the three major faculties that the Lord wants to communicate His virtues and His goodness through you, to the world. These are the three ways he wants to communicate his virtue, his power, and his wisdom. But the access point to the power and the wisdom, is virtue. But nobody comes to listen to a man because it's high on kindness, high on love, high on joy. They come to listen to him because of his power and his wisdom dimension. But what produces access point to the power and wisdom dimension is virtue. It's the cross that produces that mindset. And love is the most excellent. Thing. Love. Love. Perfect love. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, 4. This cause that down may use of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is made, that he may ground unto you, according to the bridges of glory to be strengthened in might by his spirit in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart, my friend. That you be rooted and grounded in love. You may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height. That you may know the love of Christ that passes all knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In the fullness of God is power. In the fullness of God is wisdom. But how you are filled with all the fullness of God is by understanding the dimensions of the love of God. He now says now unto him, verse 20, that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly and parable according to the power of love. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.